0: Thanks for tuning in to Episode 3 of the True to Life Radio Podcast, where we bring you the information you need so you can stay true to the lifestyle that you want. Okay, welcome to the True to Life Radio Podcast. This is Matt, your host, and today I am joined by my co-host, Lindsay Coleman. Hey, Lindsay, how's it going? Hi, how are you guys? Good. How are you Hi. staying warm in this uh, frigid weather? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> The vortex the polar <laughs> vortex and I'm also joined by my other host Melissa de Leonardo hey Melissa what's going on
1: hey Matt
0: good to see you guys so today we're going to be talking about proteins and supplements and just how to get the most out of them um, what you should and shouldn't be taking in um, and just some common sense stuff um, that's going to help you support what you're doing activity wise and and hopefully you know give you a better better insight into how to get the most out of these uh, supplements. So, you know, I, I think to start, Lindsay, um, could you just say, like, you know, what should people be taking? What What does it look like to use these supplements?
2: Um, well, so before we talk about supplements, I just want to talk about what your basic body needs are to function and to, you know, prepare any... Muscle damage or you know tissue damage, any sort of illness, anything that's going on in your body that your body needs for like basic function. Um, The typical recommendation for a healthy adult is between 0.8 and 1 gram of protein uh, per kilogram of body weight, not pound of body weight. So often you'll see in magazines they're making recommendations based on pounds of body weight, which actually puts you. A much higher protein intake. Um, so, what that would look like, for example, for like a 140-pound woman. Um, so, for 140 pounds, you would divide that by 2.2 to get the number of kilograms, which then brings you to about 63. Um, so you're looking at between 50 and 65 grams of protein for basic normal day-to-day functioning. Um, and that includes a decent amount of activity. So that's like living your life. You can have 0.8 to 1 gram and be completely adequate, um, which I think is a lot less than most people think they need. Um, a lot of people that I talk to are consuming far more than that. So then, if you if you're considerably more active, um, like someone like Melissa who's training, you know, multiple times a day, working out uh, clients and. T- classes and doing a lot of strength training strength training is where it really comes in you know if you're doing like aerobic workout you really don't need to up your protein that much um, but for someone like melissa that protein count would go up closer to 75 to 100 grams of protein for that same body weight um, and and even obviously a little bit higher and it depends on on personal preference if you're someone who struggles to meet that it's okay you know if you you know feel like you're choking on chicken breasts or you know or like eating, you know, just drinking these protein shakes for the sake of drinking them then you know you probably don't need to aim that high unless you're really doing a lot of strength work.
0: So I mean I know it's pretty um, easy to measure out what protein would look like, you know, coming from a powder, but what would be an example of like a 65 gram? protein item that you would eat, like chicken breast? I mean, what does that look like?
2: Um, well, so, typically the serving size of a chicken breast is about, I uh, to like 100 grams. Okay. Um, but it's um, really only about 20 grams of protein because, you know, a chicken breast has a lot of water weight in there, so uh, you're not getting a full 100 grams of protein in that 100-gram piece of chicken. Um, and that, for example, is about the size of a deck of cards. Um, So, really, you're getting about 20 grams of protein in, um, you know, a three-ounce piece of chicken
0: breast. That's three ounces of chicken, okay. Um, which, which if I may, I think could
1: lead into a, a nice segue about maybe then why are people using protein powders um, if we're saying. And Correct me if I'm wrong, Lindsay, here. if We're saying that that average-sized chicken breast, that deck of cards-sized chicken breast, is giving you about 20 grams of protein. And the average person is looking at trying to get, or this average 140-pound woman is looking to get maybe 50, 65 grams of protein a day. Someone might think, well, I don't want to eat three chicken breasts in a day. Um, so maybe we could use this as a segue into seeing, well, Maybe that's where we look for other sources of protein. What are they? Are they in whole foods uh, or are they maybe the protein powders? And since we have Lindsay right here, I mean, what are some other really good sources of
2: protein from whole foods? Um, yeah, it is one of the questions actually that the group asked was do you need to supplement or can you do it through whole food? Which I think is what you're asking. Um, absolutely, based on the you know, the point eight to 1 grams per kilogram, it's really pretty simple to meet your needs through whole food. Um, you know, a serving of Greek yogurt, eggs in the morning, even oatmeal has, you know, three to five to six grams, depending on what type you're eating. Um, beans have lentils, um, you know, things like that. If you eat a, a varied enough diet that includes all of those healthy things that we're always recommending anyway. Um, you know, you can really get to that number fairly easily. Um, what else are some good sources? Even, you know, things like cheese, um, you know, cheese has protein, um, milk, depending on Greek yogurt's probably the best source as far as like a dairy source, but, um, just because it has the highest protein content, but, um, other types are okay if you don't like that, if you like, um, um, I have had a few clients ask me about
1: cheese, you know they say, "Oh, I, I think I need some protein. I'm going to go eat some cheese." What? I'm just curious.
2: Uh, well, there is there is a, a little bit, it's not fantastic. I mean, the, it depends on the type, and the fat content, in my opinion, usually outweighs the protein value. That's what I've always wondered. On
0: the, sorry Matt? That's what I've always wondered is is, it, is the trade-off for the fat worth getting the protein from cheese? Because it's pretty high fat content. Well, and it's typically well, some of them
2: saturated fat. But on the on the other side, if it is it is portable, you can throw a cheese stick in your gym bag or you know in the refrigerator at your office if you want a little snack. So it does have. I mean, there's calcium in there. There's there are other things in there that make it a worthwhile snack. You can obviously get a, a lower fat version. So it's definitely not a terrible idea, but it's not what I would recommend. for. Protein source necessarily. Right. A better idea would maybe be to have some hard-boiled eggs, you know, in your in your refrigerator, like peeled and ready to go, or you know, throw one in one maybe two Ziploc bags <laughs> in your bag so it doesn't get all over the place. But um, that would definitely be a better source. Um, eggs are actually considered like the ideal protein source. You know, there's there's some worry about cholesterol for a long time as far as eggs are concerned. But it's pretty unless your your numbers are really out of control, it's pretty safe to have, you know, one or two
0: a day. We've talked a little bit about some some of the I guess ins and outs of protein. Um and we kind of touched on why people are taking them. I mean, Melissa, why do you why do you take protein supplements or protein powders? How do you use them? I'm gonna answer your question,
1: but I was thinking about this podcasting was about, well, the reason why people might take protein supplements, and we just talked about kind of what the requirements were, so obviously one of them would be to fill in the gaps um, with your uh, diet, so I thoroughly agree with Lindsay that a diet uh, rich in whole foods, a proper diet should give you what you need, but, and I'm not pointing any fingers, obviously, but how many Americans are eating a proper diet? Um, that is a question that interests me. Um, how much of us are eating processed foods, um, which may have protein in them, but the more something's processed, the more it's often been altered and then you're not getting the amounts you should be getting compared to maybe something that's less processed. So I think that, you know, I, I would say that someone might take protein powders or supplements help fill in the gaps of their diet, like I said. Uh, Me, personally, I use protein powders um, similar to what Lindsay mentioned because I do a lot of uh, heavy strength training and I I use the word heavy uh, very seriously. It's not just uh, using it lightly. So um, nothing against uh, working out with some seven-pound dumbbells in an hour-long strength training class. I think that's fantastic, but that's that's not really heavy lifting. Um, I do a lot of heavy lifting, and um, it does help not only for me to have the right amount of energy to move heavy weight, but it also aids in me building muscle mass and recovery to use uh, protein supplements. Um, and uh, the other reason I, I take them quite honestly, and I'm just putting it out there, is is because of my schedule and some issues with digestion. So I typically um, don't have a whole lot of time to sit down and eat. My daily meals, I mean, dinner is always kind of a nice sit-down thing for me, but during the day, whether I do, you know, like a sit-down breakfast or lunch or small meals throughout the day, they're typically done um, in a short window of time. And just the way I've noticed my body works, I I find it difficult to eat a piece of chicken um, or a small turkey burger and then go stand up and teach a class or (laughs) they go train a client. Um, I often have a lot of digestive discomfort if I do that. So I've found that using protein powders in um either the form of shakes or smoothies really allows my body to uh digest things easily. I mean basically that that protein powder is this sounds kind of gross. It's almost like it's pre-digested. So when I intake it, my body can absorb it right away. Please correct me if I'm wrong if I have a misunderstanding about that, but it, um, it kind of mainlines it right to where I need it, and so I have less um, less breaking down, less likely to feel personally bloated or gassy or any of those, you know, uncomfortable things that we, we want to avoid after meals.
2: Um, jump in, Lindsay or Matt, if you have um, things to add or, or um, different opinions, I'm open to that. Yeah, I think what you're referring to about the, the difference between eating it as a whole food and as a fluid, it has to do with the the mechanical breakdown of whole food proteins. So, you know, whenever you actually eat something, you have to chew it and you have to physically break it down and it has to travel through your digestive system and your stomach enzymes have to work on it. And so it's a much slower process and it stays sort of in like a chunk of food form for a lot longer so what you're saying is true it, as a liquid it is already sort of in the same consistency as your body wants it to be in you know and it's easier for you to you know extract the the nutrients that your body wants and that you're trying to give it um, but just from if you think about it as far as like like a hunk of chicken which you know it's gonna sound gross saying it like that, but like a of chicken versus like a nice smooth smoothie. Like one of them is going to take longer to just mm-hmm. get get to yourself you know. Um, yeah, and I think particularly with your lifestyle, that is a, a great idea for you and a really good option. Um, yeah. I, I just, oh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Oh, no, I was going to just comment on um, what we because you and I kind of joked about this before the podcast. So I'm more of the you know seven to ten pound weights in an hour long class and and that's fine and i you know that's enjoyable but that really barely gets you out of the aerobic zone you're you're not in that's not really strength training you know it's like mild weight lifting so you're really not doing the type of muscle we using damage in like a good way actually yeah. um that you would do doing the you know like the deadlifts and the deep squats and the You know, all the things that you do, that you really do to actually build visible muscle. So there's, you know, so for my type of workout, I don't really need to supplement with protein. It's more of a carbohydrate burning workout because you're still in aerobic. Matt, what do you have to say? You know,
0: actually, um, just kind of making sure that we get all these uh, questions. And I mean, I I do agree with a, a lot of you guys are saying, I think some really significant takeaways Um, That I'm hearing from both of you is is lifestyle matters. Um, You know, these are supplements, and that's exactly what they do. They supplement what we can't do. I mean, ideally, it would be great if Melissa could sit down and have a chunk of chicken um, and have you know these things. But her lifestyle, you know, dictates, and what she does dictates, you know, what she needs. And these protein powders and protein drinks, especially now, and not not the stuff back in the day. Are designed for quicker absorption, and they're they're designed to to really support those weightlifters, um, you know. And Lindsay, you know, just like the point that you made too, you know, it's it really does matter like what you're trying to to get out of what you're doing. Um, and I think it kind of brings us actually to our next question that was asked by the group: is if you want a certain result, are there supplements out there that you should be taking? So I, I I'm guessing this is kind of speaking to like, should I be taking You know, a a mixture of protein powders and fish oils and blah, blah, blah if I'm trying to specifically lose weight. Or if I'm bodybuilding, should I be taking this much protein and these supplements to do that? I don't know. Is that your guys' take?
1: It's totally my take. And and I think maybe maybe a good way to jump into it might be um, to talk about maybe the most – we've kind of covered why you might take protein powders, I think, but maybe what the most common – um, supplements outside of that are and why you might take them or might not. Maybe that's a good way to good idea. go. Um, I mean, I can think of I think four or five that I think are the most common. Um, but I don't. Uh, I mean, obviously we can't go through every vitamin and mineral. Well, what <laughs> about
0: like fish oil? Anything. I think fish oil. We can all probably agree are probably all in our to- at least top five, if not top three.
1: Absolutely. Um,
0: what's What's your take on fish oil? Why do you use it?
1: oil as far as supplements, supplements go is, you know, there's always this question, should you take them, should you not take them? And there's actually a, a large amount of scientific evidence behind the benefits of fish oil. And we're talking about omega-3s here, not omega-6s, um, whereas other uh, vitamins we might touch on in a moment, you know, it can be kind of a yay or nay. Fish oil, is it's a pretty positive thing right now. Uh, and, and beneficial for you. Mostly uh, you'll hear it good for you. it's good for your heart. Um, it's good for your heart health. Um, I particularly uh, like it for its um, anti-inflammation qualities. So uh, because I do exercise quite vigorously and often um, that produces uh, stress in my body, um, even though exercise is good for me, my central nervous system is taxed. It's the whole like fight or flight response. And fish oil can really help um, reduce some of the inflammation um, that's caused from uh, my vigorous workouts. Um, It can also help with uh, aiding in digestion, you know, inflammation as a result from digestion. So uh, I definitely think that um, trying it out and uh, seeing how you feel uh, can be really useful. Most of my clients that start taking fish oil and then take a break from it, actually notice the difference in how they feel. Um, their joints feel a little more better and they feel like they have a little more pep. Again, you know, your your body is uh, is yours and so you can experiment with it. But that's really those are why I take fish oil and why I hear people take
0: fish oil supplements. Nice. Lindsay, do you take? Uh, I am
1: I actually
2: don't take it. <laughs> um You a healthy whole diet, so that's different. <laughs> I, yeah, I tend to, you know, eat a pretty broad, um, varied diet. I also, for me, it happens, I just, I either forget, or I used to take everything in the morning, and then I would feel really nauseous, so then I would wait, I'd try to wait and eat, like eat something and then take them later, and then I would end up walking around with five supplements, vitamins in my pocket for the day, and then, <laughs> you know, they're covered in lint, and I would never eat them. So, um, yeah, so I don't typically take do anything, but when I, when I do, I take a multi and um, a fish oil and um, that's usually about
0: it. Let's talk about those multis. Well, I got, let me tell you um, what, mine take fish oil really quick yes, and i will go, go to multis. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, no, um, you know, I, I, I really take it for heart health and just like what you guys, well, I think Melissa said specifically, um, I noticed right away when I stopped taking my fish oil, my circulation is actually noticeably better when I take fish oil. Um, my arm doesn't fall asleep as much if I lay on it. <laughs> I notice that like right away. And, you know, it does have some has have some effect, positive effect on my joints. I mean I've had a total hip replacement and it's noticeable to me when I don't take fish oil. Um, and it's one of those things and you know, I was wondering for the longest time if it was just this psychosomatic effect where when I was taking it, I just thought I was taking it so it would just affect it that way. But you know, there's definitely times when I won't even be thinking about it. But if I've run out of it for whatever reason, I'll notice. I'm like, why am I so achy? What, you know, yeah. what's going on? And it, it's it tends to be when I'm not taking fish oil, um, and you know, the other anti-inflammatory, central nervous system stuff too. Um, you know, I. I I have to wonder how much of an effect that has as well. But I do tend to feel better when I'm taking fish oil. But I think Maltese is another is another area to get into here. Um, what do you guys think of I, I knew I, I saw something on the news not too long ago that was talking about outcomes with multivitamins not being as good as people think. And I don't know if that has more to do with quality or if that has more to do with how people are using them. I know people that take multivitamins and don't really work out, (laughs) Um, but again, it's one of those things where they think like, if I take this and that means I'm a healthy person. I don't know. What do you guys think?
1: I think, um, and I'm just going to keep it really brief, I I think uh, multivitamins, um, similar to maybe some other uh, vitamin supplements like vitamin C or um, vitamin D, I, I think they can fill in the gaps. If you know you're not eating a balanced diet, I think your multivitamin cannot be hurting you. Um, I think we should talk about quality, but I think we can touch on that in a a broad sense um, in a a few minutes uh, of the quality of your supplements and what you want to look for um, in your supplements and protein powders. But overall, I think, you know, know
2: that you might not be getting all that you need out of your daily diet that multi is gonna help you. Agreed. Um it should it should be something to fill in the gaps if you're eating, you know, you're eating the rainbow of fetched fruits and vegetables and you're you know you're eating your healthy proteins and grains and getting some dairy. Um they're particularly important for people who may be skipping any of those groups for whatever reasons, whether it's because you know, you're a vegetarian or a vegan, or you have lactose intolerance issues, or you're um, skipping all of your greens, because, you know, either that's the diet you're choosing to follow, or whether you need to medically, um, then you are definitely going to have some gaps in your nutrient intake, and so um, a multi is a really good idea, you know, in particular things like vitamin C, calcium, iron, potassium, things like that, um, that your body really, really does need function and, and people tend to be low on them necessarily or not getting their intake through food necessarily. Um it's an easy way to to get yourself to the recommended level for the day. And especially during the winter vitamin D is a big one. Um so, you know, you are probably getting enough if um, you know, if you're having four to five dairy products and taking a multi your face outside for a little while, um, get a little vitamin D from the sunshine, but um, a little harder in, during the vortex.
0: <laughs> and in the Midwest in general.
2: <laughs> yeah, and I, and I mean, like, I don't
1: eat a lot of dairy personally, um, and, and so I do take a vitamin D supplement. Um,
0: yeah. Same and here. It,
1: the amount of it, the, um, um, you know, I take a little more <laughs> this time of year than I do in the summer when I'm outside and I know I'm getting more of that uh, natural light. So it can be useful. It's it's a, it's really like Matt. I like what you said. That it's about your lifestyle. You need to kind of look at it and evaluate it, and and then you know fill in the gaps from there.
0: Yeah. Um. You know, I, I take a multi, and I think one of the traps that a lot of people, I I I sometimes take a multi. Let me let me qualify this. Um. I don't like. <laughs> I don't I don't like how can i say this tactfully the color of pee <laughs> when i take when i'm taking my multi too too much <laughs> especially when i take it with vitamin d and people that have darker skin tend to have really really low vitamin d levels and it, it's and that can affect all sorts of things so i i will go through phases when it, where i will take multis and that tends to be when i'm not taking a vitamin d supplement when i'm taking my vitamin d supplement i tend not to take multivitamins um, and so I'll take vitamin D and fish oil, and that's really it. Um, but you know, I I don't know, especially like with some of those protein powders out there, they well they have as the multivitamin would cover a lot of the times. Um, and again, uh, that, that neon coloration is just not for me. <laughs> Certain things.
2: Well, and that's another—that's another important piece. Is are you, you know, are, are you taking a, a protein powder or some other? some other type of supplement that is also giving you all of these Mm -hmm. at some point you can take too much of these things, you know and if you're eating a lot of fortified grain products, they all have, you know B vitamins in there, they're you know, they're fortified intentionally with iron and riboflavin and niacin and all that stuff, so you're getting it Um, you know, and that's in bread, it's in whole wheat pasta, it's in crackers Um, you know, that's what it says when they. Like enriched and fortified product. That's the other thing is to make sure that you're really not oh, you know, overdoing it. You know, some of the many of the vitamins and nutrients are water soluble, so you will basically just pee them out if you're getting too many, which then becomes a waste of money. Yeah. yeah. Um, and then some of them are fat soluble, and your body will store them. Um, which, depending on what you're taking, something like vitamin A, you don't really want to be building up stores of that you want to be giving your body enough but not building up you know excessive
0: stores you guys want to answer this last question here maybe some takes on what we think are well i don't know what companies maybe what brands that we use when it comes to these things just to give people a good idea well i am um, i'm Question: I am
1: not going to say any brands. I'm just going to speak in really broad strokes here. But um, just because we were just riffing on supplements, I'm going to start with that first. So uh, it's my understanding, you know, supplements are not um, regulated by the Food and Drug Administration. I mean, obviously, if something is out there and it's producing harmful effects, it eventually will be banned or removed from shelves. So if you are looking to purchase supplements, be it a multivitamin, be it some fish oil, just do a little legwork about the quality of what you're buying. And you can easily do that online to see kind of what the, the top rated versions of these supplements are. Um, the reason being is that, uh, you know, you want things that um, are are pure uh, and that are going to be um, less processed and, and more absorbed. Um, so, you know, talk to your doctor first if you're thinking about taking some supplements or or, you know, if you're working with a nutritional coach or dietitian like Lindsay or Nat, you know, you can ask them. And then, and then do a little legwork on your own um, to really go for quality. And do not confuse quality with cost. Um, I will drop one That's brand a good point. in
0: here uh, really quick. Um,
1: the Kirkland brand fish oil, uh, which you get at Costco, is, I think, ranked like second or third. And so far as you know top brands of fish oil and that is very economical so you don't have to necessarily buy so-and-so's fish oil you can find you can find fish oil or other supplements that are high quality at a good price if you just do a little legwork um, and I kind of think that stuff is fun you can kind of smooth around and if you're a deal hunter like me you know get a little bit excited about getting something good <laughs> for a good amount of money um, as far as your protein powders go Uh, If you are uh, going to be taking protein powders, feel free to reach out to me if you have more questions about brands specifically. First, I guess, ask yourself where you want your protein derived from. Do you want um, animal-based protein sources, or are you looking for more plant-based protein sources? So there are a lot of options. Obviously, traditional whey protein. Um, You can also have things like egg egg white protein, or um, I've tried uh, vegan proteins derived from peas and other um, plant-based sources. Um, so try them out, see what fits, see what tastes good, because a lot of times you'll try something. I tried some egg white protein about a month ago, and I just couldn't get it. Didn't like it, didn't take it with me. And I love eggs, so this wasn't, you know, just didn't shock my world. Uh, so, you know, experiment with where you want to get your protein from, and then in that, look for natural products. Specifically, if you're using animal-based proteins, it's just like buying meat. You know, like you want to get preferably grass-fed meat, it's going to be leaner, it's going to be better for you, it's not going to be as many hormones or additives in it, and the same thing holds true with your protein powders. So unfortunately, I've yet to notice um, the more natural protein powders being as less expensive as some of the more processed, but again, you're getting what you pay for here. It's going to be better quality, and um, it's going to be better for your body. So, you know, look for no GMOs, no antibiotics, things like that. Um, If you have questions about your labels, and there are lots of crazy words I could give you right now, if you're not sure about ingredients, look them up. Look them up online or reach out to me. You're like, I'm not sure what this means, and we'll go from there. But um, definitely try to go for quality, and um, as always, consult with someone who knows a little bit more or do your homework. And learn about what you're going to take before you take it. That's how you'll save yourself some money. So that's my nice. uh, two cents. That was about ten, ten dollars. But <laughs> there
2: you go. I would just to piggyback quickly off what most said about asking someone who knows. That does not necessarily mean the sales rep in the store. Yes. Yes. You good are point.
0: Shopping
2: <laughs> you. So there, you know, there are a couple of really big name supplement stores that sell a wide variety of products and reals. Um, so just you know, those people are salespeople. So take what they're saying with a grain of salt, and definitely do some of your own research because ultimately they are there to sell you things. Doesn't mean it's bad for you, but just be aware that you know it's a salesperson.
0: Um, as for me, you know I, exactly what you guys have said. I I totally agree with everything. Um, interesting with protein powder, you know I I think it really is a hit or miss, trial and error type thing. Um, and I guess maybe most of the supplements are this way, but I think protein powder more than anything. Your body is only going to tolerate certain ones. Um, I've over the years I have probably gone through dozens of different protein powders, and just the way they affect my body and make me feel. I mean, it really matters if you take them pre-workout or post-workout or even like right before bed. Um, you don't want to feel all bloated and crappy. Um so you know there is some trial and error there um you know being able to look at those labels and seeing the quality over over the quantity um you know you'll see those huge enormous jugs at the store it doesn't mean you're necessarily getting a great product um so you know being able to look at those labels um while the most supplements are not regulated by the USDA or the just any of these drug manufacturing or the, the companies that yeah the FDA that's what I meant thanks <laughs> um, they, some of them do submit to the process of, uh, getting things approved and they, and they will like let the, these companies come in and inspect their factories and expect things like that just to, uh, give them their seal of approval. Um, I know Metagenics does that. Um, that's the only one that I know of. So that's it. All right. Any, uh, last thoughts here, guys?
1: If you have a question about a specific ingredient or a specific supplement uh, don't hesitate to reach out um, we have some answers and if we don't we can direct you to somebody direct you to somebody who does
0: yep. Lindsay?
2: Um, yeah, I think that's that's the same um, you know and if you have any questions about specific nutrient intakes or what sort of numbers you're supposed to be hitting as far as vitamin intake that's more of my specialty but Settlement,
0: um, so feel free to reach out to me as well. Great. All right. Um, and that's all for me as well, guys. Um, this is uh, podcast number three. Thanks for joining us, and we will catch you later. Bye-bye.